Hello everyone and welcome to All Things Watched. In this video we are going to continue uh, reviewing and continuing our breakdown for the brand new Marvel Multiversal original anime which is of course What If and this is season 2 specifically episode 3 that we're going to talk about and take a look at here in this video and this episode was titled What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas and uh, this was one of those episodes that was really well grounded and really character based it was not something that had this huge multiversal threat or had this huge you know universal threat or even you know even uh, you know a threat to the entire world this was a very simple well grounded just holiday special which really was a lot like I think uh, similar at least to the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that was released last year where it was just a very self-contained story which had no huge you know ramifications of anything really other than to a couple of the characters in the story and this one was just uh, really this this episode was just a big sort of relief you know you can sort of just take a deep breath and relax and really enjoy this episode so right at the very beginning of this episode we are introduced to this very weird monster and the Avengers the entire original Avengers uh, team is here fighting against this monster uh, everyone I think ex except Thor I don't remember Thor yeah Thor is not in this episode but uh, the rest of the Avengers are so I'm not really 100% sure when this movie or this episode would actually take place in terms of the time period but I would say very shortly after the first Avengers movie but probably before the second one or maybe after the second Avengers movie I'm not really 100% sure when exactly but either way it was you know you had the original Avengers team with, without Thor and they're fighting this strange looking uh, sort of Hulk type monster and we have no idea what, who it or what it is uh, all we know is that it's here at the Avengers Tower and they are <laughs> and the Avengers are here fighting it and then it sort of uh, you know stops the scene and then goes to the opening sequence with the watcher talking about what if and then of course it does what most episodes does in this season and it starts to uh, sort of go back in time to fill in the story and to fill in the gaps to see how we how or why the Avengers are fighting this monster so right from the very first shot as you can see right after the opening sequence this uh, this scene or this shot this still shows you exactly what the episode is about it's a very fun lighthearted holiday special uh, that you don't have to take serious and uh, like I said has a lot of great action a lot of really cool uh, characters uh, characters that we haven't seen in quite some time uh, once the story actually gets going and this in this scene we actually have Happy Hogan who is basically giving orders here because he is in charge of this sort of Christmas party putting together and sort of uh, doing the decor for the Christmas uh, you know holiday stuff here at the uh, Avengers Towers and he's here sort of ordering these which appear to me like looks like the security androids that we've seen from Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, if you can remember, that's how Ultron got his army by using Tony Stark's, uh, you know, Iron Man Legion or whatever you want to call them, the security uh, legion. So here, Happy Hogan is ordering them to put the Santa Claus hat on top of the A of Avengers Towers, and he's, you know, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like putting a picture on the wall. He's like, you know, a little more to the right, a little more to the left. Uh, but it was a really cool scene. 
and uh, and then of course one of the characters that he's actually working with is a character that I was not expecting to see in this episode which is of course Darcy Lewis and Darcy is one of my favorite uh, characters in all of the MCU I think Kat Dennings was one of the perf most perfect casts that Marvel has ever done there's a few characters that Marvel cast that were absolutely flawless and Darcy is definitely one of them Kat Dennings has really taken this character and made it her own and I just I hate it when we go you know a really long period of time without seeing the character the last time we've seen Darcy was in WandaVision so we did get to see her a little bit more recently because Thor has become so galactic that we don't really see a whole lot of uh, you know the the human side in the Thor movies anymore uh, so it was really nice to see her in WandaVision and I hope she you know eventually ends up you know becoming a big major role in the MCU I hope she continues to be a major role in the MCU uh, but as you can see here Happy Hogan is you know working with her and sort of collaborating with her she's here as you can see once again another really cool shot of you know the Christmas holiday with the decorations the Christmas trees you know the candles the presents and she here is talking to Hogan over the radio and it seems like she's picking out the hors d'oeuvres and of course eating them I mean let's be honest we all ends up eating you know all of us like to pick at the hors d'oeuvres uh, when we're you know picking them out for a party or something you have to do a taste test and that's exactly what Darcy is here uh, but I also thought that it was very smart for Marvel to choose these certain characters as well because of the fact that, you know, Happy the story revolves around Happy Hogan, and so you have to have characters that won't overshadow Happy, but also characters that would, you know, play really good with his uh, charisma, with his character, and with his personality. And there's no one better to work with Happy Hogan than, of course, Darcy. And so I really love seeing her here. Uh, she actually gives says a line in the in in this episode somewhere along the ways. She's like she actually says I'm adorable, and it was really funny uh, because you know she is an adorable character in the MCU. Uh, you know, like I say, Kat Dennings does a great job with her performance. Uh, and then of course we see another character then who's also working with uh, Happy Hogan, which of course is Maria Hill. It was really good to see Maria in this episode because of how they uh, are sort of with uh, what they did with her in secret invasion unfortunately she did not make it out of that uh that series which quite frankly i was really angry about it's you know i i like secret invasion for the most part but the one thing i did not like was the fact that they killed maria hill and i really like kobe smolders as maria hill and i always thought that she did a great job with her character you know she was always very believable she was really cool shield agent and she always took her job very seriously and here i think she does a great job once again and it's really nice to see kobe smolders uh, come back and do the voice for Maria Hill and even in this episode you can tell that she's still very serious she still takes her job very serious <clears throat> excuse me but she's also still in that festive uh, you know sort of has a little bit of, fest uh, of a festive side to her <clears throat> because if you look you can tell that she has a little pin on her uniform which is of course uh, a little snowman and so even though she's you know very strict with her job and she takes her security job very serious she's still able to participate in the festivities by having this little snowman here and pinned to her <clears throat> and so it was really cool to see her dynamic with uh, Happy Hogan as well and once again, like I said, you can see the Christmas tree here in this scene. So this is very much a holiday-inspired, Christmas-inspired episode, uh, which makes sense because the title of the episode, of course, is Happy Hogan, uh, How Happy Saves Christmas. 
And so then we carry on to the next scene where we're finally introduced to the actual main bad guy. The main nemesis of this episode is, of course, Justin Hammer. And I was really excited with this because this is the perfect uh, sort of villain for this type of character, you know, to sort of face off against Happy Hogan because he's not someone who was like, you know, super powered, like someone like the Mandarin or someone who had extremis. This is not someone who had any actual abilities himself. His only superpower is his intelligence and his ability to create sort of these Iron Man suits. You know, if he had access to it, I mean, he would have the ability to create suits and these droids and stuff very similar to Tony Stark. Maybe not quite as smart, but still very intelligent. And so I felt that this type of character actually made sense. And um, because, you know, there are times throughout this episode that were very similar and reminiscent to Die Hard, which is also sometimes considered a Christmas, uh, you know, a special or a Christmas type movie. And so I just thought it was really. Uh, it really made sense to have someone like Hammer come in here because he comes in here sort of like, you know, sort of like a mob boss, and he got these people, you know, that's like a gang member. They got guns and whatnot. And so his specialty is that he has the ability to hack into uh, Tony's server. Excuse me, I had a drink, <clears throat> which you can see here he's uploading a program uh, because he wants to take over uh, basically Tony's uh, security system, but from the technical level more so than the physical level. And so he ends up hacking into the system. And once he hacks into the system, now he has access to uh, all these droids, which once again, like I said, is very reminiscent to the uh, sort of the security droids that were in Avengers uh, 2 Age of Ultron. <clears throat> and you can see he's there with his two gang members, which was something that I thought was a little bit, uh, a little bit silly. I figured if Hammer was going to come in here and take over Avengers Tower. I really did think he would have had more more than sort of two bodyguards. But then again, I guess if you have too many people involved with the job, then that's, you know, too much too many, you know, weak links in the chain, so to speak. Too many possibilities of stuff going wrong. So I guess it makes sense that they kept it small and secure. And not only that, but once he takes over the security system and he actually has these uh, Iron Man droids or security droids, you know, available to use at his own will, then I guess that's really all he needed anyways. Uh, so I really liked how they show his intellect. I also had to really sort of tip my hat to uh, Sam Rockwell, who actually came back to reprise his role and actually uh, voice Justin Hammer. I thought it was a very smart move to bring him back as well, and I, I really appreciate the fact that he was willing to come back. Because as far as I can remember, and I could be completely wrong, but the last time we actually seen Hammer was, I think, in Phase 2, which was in a Marvel one-shot of Iron Man 3, I think it was, or... Yeah, I think it was around Iron Man 3 or Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. And he was in the Marvel one-shot, which was titled All Hail the King. Or, uh, yeah, All Hail the King. So, we really haven't seen him since, like, 2000 and... I'm going to guess 2013 or 14, maybe, roughly. So, we haven't really seen Justin Hammer in the MCU in, you know, like, almost 10 years or about 10 years. So, it was really cool and quite frankly even surprising to me that he ended up being the bad guy sort of speak the villain of this story because i was just really excited to see him honestly and i really wasn't expecting to see him 
and so he ends up taking over the security droids and so we end up going back to happy then we go back to happy and he's uh, in this elevator and he doesn't really know yet that there's an actual threat and so he goes to get off the elevator and when he looks then he sees the you know the henchmen <laughs> the bad guys sort of the gang members that are helping hammer and so he starts to radio out to the people that he is collaborating with he ends up radioing out to Darcy he radios to Maria Hill obviously and tells them that there is you know a threat and there's a security threat and so um, and so he ends up basically wanting to do to get out of the elevator because he's afraid obviously of getting cut and this is when we get some of the die hard moments <laughs> which were very reminiscent to die hard when he like ends up climbing up on top of the elevator and he ends up going through like a vent I believe it is like a almost like the Duckworth of the ventilation system which we know also you know Bruce Willis I believe it was Bruce Willis who did that in the die hard movie as well so it was really funny to see Happy Hogan do that because, you know, this is also, you know, this is a multiversal version of, I guess, almost like an animated version of Die Hard, which actually makes it funny. It's not in so much that they're trying to copy Die Hard. It's more of a laughing thing as opposed to straight up they're just trying to copy it. I thought it was a creative choice that they did, that, that they did intentionally. It wasn't like they didn't have any ideas. It was like they did it intentionally. And so it was really funny to see him going through the ventilation system. And so once he ends up, um, and so while he's going through all that, and he's escaping these bad guys, uh, Maria Hill ends up finding Hammer, and she, uh, you know, pulls a gun at him, and shoots his glass and whatnot. Now, unfortunately, uh, Maria and Darcy will eventually uh, get caught, and, you know, they will, um, you know, eventually his henchmen, uh, they will get him. Uh, they will get them, sorry, and uh, but for now, it's just it's just Hammer and Maria, and she shoots him. And something else that I really liked about the scene as well was that Hammer started to dance when he comes in to see that bar. He started dancing. Once again, a great callback and a great Easter egg, so to speak, uh, back to the second Iron Man movie when he comes out on stage. Remember, the whole reason why he had the Hammer droids to begin with was because he wanted to sort of you know make a fool out of Tony Stark he didn't he wanted to destroy Tony's reputation he wanted to destroy Tony's uh, legacy and he did it by creating these droids and when he came out on stage he was dancing so it was really funny to see him do that again here because even after all these years after 10 years they're still able to keep his character very reminiscent and excuse me and they really made him you know pretty well the same have the same type of personality as what he had 10 years ago so they really hit the nail on the head with this one they did a great job with that and so in the meantime happy is trying to come down through the vent but he ends up <laughs> falling out of the vent and the and the room that he ends up falling into even though it is locked and secured all the lights ends up turning on and they end up he ends up revealing to the gang members that he's here and so obviously they start to shoot they want to try to get in now you know they're obviously he's in there they need to get in you know he's a threat and so they, the gang member starts to shoot and so happy ends up going around looking through the room and he ends up coming across this serum and given the fact that it was green and not blue right away the first thing that sort of came to my mind was that this probably has some form of uh, you know affiliation with the Incredible Hulk maybe this was the serum that they used on Hulk 
uh, which because if you can remember back to the 2008 movie The Incredible Hulk they used the serum on Blansky which made him turn into the abomination so it, it, to me it looked very similar to that except when they used it on Blansky I, I think his serum was blue it was the same color as Captain America but in this version in this reality is actually green. Now, I actually think that they did this intentionally, not just for the purpose of this story, but I have a feeling that they might actually be teasing uh, the future because remember, Marvel owns all the rights to all their characters now for the most part, I believe, except Spider-Man, but they're still working side by side with Sony. And so because of the fact that they now have the rights back to Hulk, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of the Hulk uh, family making appearances in the real live action. And I wonder if this wasn't sort of an Easter egg and sort of a little teaser of things to come. We know that in the new Captain America, New World Order, or Captain America 4, uh, we know that I believe uh, the Brain is going to be in that movie. I think that's, or the leader, I'm sorry, not the brain, the leader, he's going to be coming back. And there's also a lot of rumors right now that um, that <clears throat> Marvel is going to be doing a World War Hulk. And so I think that the reason why we see Happy taking the serum is, I think, as a way of sort of just reminding us that, you know, there's going to be a lot of Hulk stuff coming in the future. A lot of people wonder, well, how can you have a World War Hulk uh, right now with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk being so tame and under control? He's not the same rampaging Hulk that we've seen before. Well, my argument to that will be, well, we're in the multiverse. It doesn't have to be his version of Hulk. They can literally recast a whole different version of Hulk and still have World War Hulk and just say it's in a different reality. And then who knows, maybe have him come to our reality and then the Avengers have to fight him or something like that i think that would be a really cool possibility but we'll have to wait and see but anyways he takes his serum and he accidentally drops it and sticks it into his own leg which is not surprising with happy i could totally see happy uh happy hogan doing this uh you know, I, I, it's very believable that he would do this. And when he sticks it into his own leg, of course, this causes him to transform. But one thing that I thought was a little bit strange, even though I still absolutely loved the loved the episode, this is not me complaining about the episode, but it was just me sort of more so being curious as to why it took so long to actually go through his entire body. It only affects his leg first, and then it like goes to his arms, and then it goes to his chest, and then eventually to his head and to his face. And I just thought it was really strange that it took so long you know i guess you could make an argument and say well that maybe it only goes into the muscle and so it takes a little bit longer for the body to absorb it as opposed to going straight into your veins it would spread like wildfire so i don't really know why they chose that in terms of uh, creative choice but it certainly works in the story i just thought it was really interesting that they did that and so, of course, once he takes over, uh, once he uh, becomes the Hulk, that, then, of course, Hammer, uh, you know, well, once he ends up with the Hulk leg, I'm sorry, uh, Hammer ends up arriving with these, with the uh, security droids that he's now hacked and taken over. And this causes Happy, obviously, to have to run away uh, because he's not fully transformed. He only has like a Hulk leg, so he has to run away and take cover. But it was just really funny seeing him, you know, run away even though he's becoming the Hulk. And so he ends up hiding away somewhere like inside of this, I don't think it was a Duckworth, but it's almost like it's inside of this sort of locked and secure area. And he's on the cell phone now and he's talking to, I believe he actually calls a bunch of different people. He ends up calling Maria Hill, I think. I think he ends up trying to radio Darcy again. He ends up radioing, I think, Iron Man. I think he ends up calling 
Black Widow. And so he's able to call a bunch of these Avengers and basically tell them what's going on. Uh, and then we end up getting a scene where we see him. Yes, he, he, I believe this is him on the phone now with Hawkeye. And I just thought that this scene was really funny because it shows Hawkeye and Iron Man and the toys and the action figures <laughs> that they're actually selling, which is actually very realistic to people's perspective here in the real world you know would you prefer to see Iron Man or Hawkeye well everybody I think would prefer to see Iron Man so when you look here on the shelves you see Iron Man action figures are sold out and then Hawkeye's action figures are <laughs> pretty well has none sold and also they're 25% off so really funny dig at uh, at you know at Hawkeye uh, it was a very funny creative but still innocent joke you know there's no actual hard feelings there it's all just for fun but it is really cool that Hawkeye here is, is wearing like basically like an ugly sweater. I think they call him or like one of those ugly Christmas sweaters. So it was really funny to see that. And so in the meantime, uh, Darcy is outside. She's actually not even at the Avengers Tower. She's outside, uh, but she is in communication with people at the at the, at the Avengers Tower. And she's out having to pick up more cherries. Uh, you know, I guess she's still working on the hors d'oeuvres and stuff. So once again i absolutely love seeing darcy in the episode and then finally we come back to happy hogan and by now he has actually fully transformed and he has now become this full-blown uh, Hulk, and I believe it was Darcy who actually does make the comment in the episode. She actually calls him Hulk Hogan, which, once again, a very funny uh, humorous joke because he is known as Happy Hogan, and now they're calling him Hulk Hogan, which is obviously, you know, you, you under, I'm sure you all get, get that joke. But it's just really funny that they're throwing it in there because, I mean, they basically said what everybody is thinking. We were all thinking that same joke. We're all thinking, you know, hey, he's Hulk Hogan now. So it's just really funny to actually hear her say that. And so she comes back to the tower. She comes back to the Avengers Tower. And of course, Hammer is here waiting for him. So the two gang members end up taking her into, uh, I, I guess you can't really say into custody because they're not a, an authority, but they end up capturing her and tying her up and whatnot. And of course, her and Maria Hill now are trapped. And so then we get this, then the action sequence starts to unfold, and the action scene starts to unfold with Happy's Hulk Hogan versus all these, uh, you know, hammer, uh, I guess we could say hammeroids, the same as what Tony Stark said in Iron Man 2. And this was just an awesome scene. Once again, you can really see the budget put into the animation. Marvel did not hold back with this one. They really put a lot of money into each and every episode, and the animation looks great. And we see Happy now just literally cutting his way through all these drones but it was really cool to see him hulking and smashing it which is something that we have not seen in a very long time in fact we haven't really seen the hulk uh do anything really since uh endgame and even in endgame and infinity war he still didn't really do a whole lot so i think i guess you could say the last time we've seen hulk actually smash anything was back in thor ragnarok and even then he was pretty tame but he was more of a Hulk back then than what he is now. So it was really nice and refreshing to see the happy Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, smashing through all these droids. And so finally, uh, he's able to make his, he gets through all the droids and he's able to make his way to Hammer. And he ends up going in and, and Hammer is there on his technology. And then Hammer does something that I was actually not expecting. He ends up taking over the Hulkbuster suit. And honestly, he looks pretty good. I thought it was really cool that he took on the Hulkbuster suit. And him and Hulk ends up, uh, you know, or him and uh, Happy Hulk Hogan ends up having a duel. And it just 
it was very reminiscent to the duel that uh, Iron Man had with the Hulk in Age of Ultron back in the second Avengers movie in 2015. So it was really cool to see that, uh, to see this time that it's Happy Hogan, Hulk Hogan versus um, versus Justin Hammer. So I thought that was really cool, and so then uh, Maria and Darcy ends up escaping uh, and whatnot, and they're able to, Darcy's able to hack into the system, and I believe she's able to take control of the security droids again and whatnot, and basically turn them off so that they're not going around attacking everybody that shouldn't be attacked, and they're, you know, they're just, you know, she's able to shut them down, and then while all this is happening, and while Hulk Hogan is fighting Hammer and the Hulkbuster, and while Darcy has shut down all the droids, then finally our favorite Avengers team arrives, the original Avengers, which is of course Hawkeye, uh, Bruce Banner, who never actually turns into the Hulk, but he is here anyways. Uh, so Banner's here, and then of course Iron Man's here, and Chris Evans, and of course uh, Black Widow. And once again, it was really cool seeing Chris Evans wearing an elf suit. It was just hilarious. Once again, a great nod to the holiday and whatnot. And we see another really cool action sequence sequence of course they start attacking uh, happy first because they don't realize that happy is actually happy he's in a hulk form so they don't even realize that that's him but they end up attacking him first and then darcy ends up intervening telling them hey he's not the bad guy he's the good guy and then she points at uh at justin hammer because he's in the hulkbuster suit and it was really funny because all iron man did was just push a button and then the suit fell off hammer so that was really funny and then we get to the final scene which is, of course, uh, once uh, once Happy ends up finally beating Hammer, uh, something happens where he ends up falling out of the window. But, of course, Happy is not going to let him actually die because at the end of the day, Happy Hogan is not a villain. He is a hero, even in his Hulk form. And he ends up jumping at the window and he saves Justin Hammer. And it was just so, such a cool uh, little episode and it was really fun. It was, really, it was really a heartwarming episode. It was an episode that you didn't take serious but still had a lot of great action. It was so good to see Justin Hammer return and it was so cool to see Darcy have her uh, light and, and her place to shine. I would be pretty, you know, I would like to see her get an entire episode. Uh, I think as long as they had a story that makes sense for the Darcy character, it would be really cool if we seen her and like other scientists. Maybe it could be her and... And, uh, and Eric Selvig or something working together or maybe if they brought back Jane Foster you know Natalie Portman come back to voice her character you know I think they could do a lot with Darcy and her character so I, I would be interested to see it maybe in like a season 3 because I highly doubt it's going to be in this season but it would be cool to see them come back in season 3 and do something like that but all in all I really enjoyed this episode and it was a great ending and nobody ends up actually really truly getting hurt and, uh, and you know it was just a really fun little holiday special which like i said really reminded me of guardians of the galaxy uh the christmas special except this time it was animated and it had uh still equally loving characters uh but definitely characters that we haven't seen sometime and like i said it was nice to see sam come back and voice hammer and i hope we could see him again eventually be really cool to see Hammer come back in Armor Wars or something like that with with uh, Don Cheadle, uh, you know, when he reprises his role as Rhodey. I'm not sure when Armor Wars is supposed to come out. I think it comes out in 2024 at some time. So it'd be interesting to see that and be cool to see Hammer returning that as well, uh, which could be why they use him in this episode. Maybe they are sort of trying to make people hyped and, and excited to see him return. But we'll have to wait and see because I don't know that they'll actually do that. But anyways, folks, that's my review and breakdown of episode three of what if season two 
uh, What If Happy Hogan Saved Christmas. Uh, let me know in the comment section below if you've seen the episode, and if you liked it, if you liked this video, click that subscribe button. And until the next one, take care.